morning and welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living Midtown. I want to remind you that such is the nature of life, that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You're that opportunity. So am I, and so it is. We are celebrating prosperity this whole month, and uh, we, we are excited to be coming to you live today from the Garden Hills Recreation Center in Atlanta. We also will have portions coming to you from all over the country. We don't know who or where exactly yet, but they'll show up at the right moment. So thank you to uh, all the people who make this happen and make this possible. I would like to uh, welcome you, let you know that we are a community that is uh, vitally interested in developing the idea of who you really are, who I really am, and living in the power of that. Living in the power of our, of our givingness, living in the power of our lives, recognizing that we are an expression of the divine, the divine energy that flows through us, the divine light and life and love and power and substance. It's what we're made of. And so this community is dedicated to, to awakening all of us to this idea and to as we become more awake, learn how to live in that space, that consciousness, that awareness. So I'm glad you're with us. I welcome you, whoever you are, however you name yourself, whatever your pronouns, whatever your identity of yourself, all of that is celebratory. All of that is a good thing that we know about you. And, we're, and when we know it about you, we celebrate it. And most of the time, remember which it is. So thank you, and I'm glad you're with us. To tell you a little more about who we are, here are our practitioners and others who will be uh, sharing a little of what we believe. Thank you. I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love. And creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life. And the immortality of the individual soul. Forever unfolding. I believe. I believe. I believe in the eternal goodness. The eternal goodness of God. The eternal loving kindness. And the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. That, if you want to know more about what our beliefs and that declaration of principle, you can find that on our website, cslmidtown.org. Feel free to go there. It has just been revamped and revised, and we have a lot more information there, and, and it's a growing um, a source for information and, and ideas about our teaching. You heard him mention a practitioner. A practitioner is someone who understands his teaching in a way that, in practicing the principles of it, bring about changes in their lives. A licensed practitioner, in some ways we're all practitioners, if we think and we change our minds and our lives change, then we're practicing. But a licensed practitioner is someone who has proven this. They've proven in, in experience and example that by changing their thinking, they've changed their lives 
and know how to do that with and help other people in doing so. They understand the principles behind that and participate in it. Today we have a wonderful practitioner with us to share and to talk a little bit, and that will be Barbara Guillory. Thank you, Barbara. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Mm -hmm. And yes, I am thrilled to be here, and I want to say hello to everyone and wish that your practicing of the prosperity for the month of October has been a prosperous one. I absolutely look forward to this month, not just because it's a set time, but it is a time when we, as a family, together, we're, we have that focus on prosperity. Now, when we are practicing that prosperity, I, I want to ask the question, as an observer, are we focusing on the condition or are we focusing on the consciousness of prosperity? There's a, there's a difference. And let's just say you're baking a cake. So that is a complete baked cake. And then there is the process of baking the cake. If the cake is baked, and you forgot to add the eggs, then that is a condition. And sometimes we find ourselves in life in a set condition where we have to go back to the process. And in that process, we can add as many items as we need. We can add the eggs, the milk, whatever it is to impact that outcome. So in the process, and that's where we want to focus on that consciousness of process, the consciousness of prosperity. We can add as much prosperity as we possibly can think of. Prosperity itself is an idea. It is energetic. It is an energy of itself, just as we are energy balls as well. So we can vibrate with the idea of prosperity. That idea of prosperity has an idea of prosperity itself, which has an idea of prosperity, which has an idea of prosperity. So now we have what's called an infinite idea of pr prosperity. So we always want to know that there is a source of prosperity that is infinite. On and on and on. Very similar, if a student goes to college, they want to be a doctor. Their desire is to be a doctor. As they continue taking their classes, it is in preparation of their mind. It is in preparations of their consciousness to realize their desire of being a doctor. So it is with any idea, uh, and again, this month, our focus has been on prosperity for us to realize our desire of prosperity. 
we would want to focus on those activities, on those places, on those people, on those experiences that give us that experience of prosperity. And it is the consciousness, and, and I want to focus on that, it is the consciousness of prosperity that gives us prosperity, not necessarily a particular condition. Maybe we, we often measure prosperity in the house or the car or the clothes or the jewelry. Those are wonderful, and they are the outcome of a prosperous mindset. So it is that consciousness that we always want to prepare in order that we experience prosperity. So I want to do a treatment and prepare our consciousness for the experience of prosperity. So in our treatment process, I will be making this first person, but again, your experience of prosperity will be what you create for yourself. There is just the one, there is just the universe, there is just the one source, there is just the magnificent in and of itself that expresses itself in oneness with all things that are in existence. It, this oneness expresses itself freely. This oneness expresses, expresses itself in prosperity. With the knowing of the oneness, I can know that I too am a prosperous expression of the oneness. In my knowing of who and what I am, I allow prosperity to unfold into my consciousness. It is out of this consciousness of prosperity that I too can experience prosperity. It is out of this consciousness of prosperity I create as much prosperity in my life as I desire. It is the idea of prosperity that recognizes me. It is the idea of prosperity that comes to me. It is the idea of prosperity that is of the source, infinite in and of itself. This prosperity is shared the world over to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west. It is this giving of prosperity from the source, from the universe, from the oneness, from the magnificent, that I can know without a doubt, I too am prosperous in all that I do, in everyone that is present. Here in this very moment, in Cyberland, throughout this world, throughout this universe, we live in this world of prosperity. And for this knowing, I give thanks. And so it is. So it is.
I like that song because it reminds me of our opening, of my opening story for this month, talking about money. And that was the story of the little fish swimming in the seven seas looking for water. Sometimes I think we are looking for our greater good everywhere, and it's all around us and in us and part of us and everything about us. And I think the same thing is true. And that song, is just a, for me, is a great reminder of that. So we have been the whole month looking at prosperity, talking about money, M-O-N-E-Y, as a, an evidence of prosperity. We focused mostly or a great deal on opening ourselves up to be more available to receive, the learning to recognize the opulence and abundance all around us and within us. This time of year, that's easy. All I have to do is remember to really look when I walk outside at the colors and the explosion of all the good that's there for me. That alone just revitalizes and brings me back to a greater sense of, oh, of awe and wonder and goodness about life. So we focused on the inflow. Today we're going to focus a little more on the outflow because it's, a, it's, an, all, it's an all end. It's an everything end. The title of the talk is Share it, fare it, please have a piece of my pie. That could be a chant. I will spare you from needing, asking you to do that, but feel free to do it on your own if that's your, your love. Share it, fare it, please do have a piece of my pie. Because that really is the essence of the flip side, the essence of the giving side, the receiving side, we've already, you can't have one without the other, so we've already focused a lot on that. And um, I don't know about you, but I didn't write this title, by the way. This came from home office, and, and I just thought it was cute and funny, and I wanted to keep it. And um, I'm, the rest of the talk is mine. But the title was, was this, and the reason I liked it was because as soon as I read it, I went, no, I ain't sharing my pie. My pie, my pie was a big deal when I was a kid growing up. Cakes were everywhere. Mom made cakes all the time. We had cakes. But she didn't like to make pies because it was too labor intensive for the small amount of food you got. Couldn't feed many people off of one pie. So when we had pie, it was carefully divided. And you sure didn't want anybody else messing with your piece of pie. In fact, that was, that was fighting Fighting stuff in our family. You mess, you know, that one's mine. Don't you touch? And that one's a little bigger. It's definitely mine. So we we get into this whole thing with our giving side. That somehow, if we give too much, or somebody takes a bigger share than I think they should, they are taking. I'm not giving. <laughs> Nobody. I didn't give my pie. Uh. -uh. Then it feels like something else is going on there. And it definitely reflects on my limited consciousness if that's what is going on there. Now, if I have pie, I buy a whole one and I can have all I want. And I usually don't eat the whole thing, just to be clear. So today it's about, we're talking about the flow and abundance and the in and the out. There's a beautiful piece in, uh, in the Sanskrit. It's the word ritam. What we learn and what we know about is that we have this infinite consciousness that in no way is limited or filtered. It is all, it is the all, it is, it is coming forth. And yet for us to receive it, we are filtering it in different ways. And one of the really powerful things that I have discovered in my life is chanting with Sanskrit. 
why Sanskrit? You said, you don't even understand the words. You're right. I have to get a translator to find out what they mean. But what I discover is when I'm chanting or when I'm simply, and by that I don't necessarily mean out loud. I mean in my mind, in my heart, whatever. But I'm allowing, I'm thinking these words over and over, which helps quiet my mind from all the squirrels that get to run it around up there. You know, the squirrel cage thing. And, and what I've discovered and why I value these, these so much is they're so ancient. And the only reason ancient has any value is it is deeply established in consciousness of human beings. It's part of the race consciousness, which we talk about here. You know, the human race. Those ideas that have gone into consciousness over the, over the centuries and that have built up how we understand ourselves in the world. There are a lot of things in race consciousness we want to change, and we work it on that. No question about it. Some things always you will pop up, and you oh my God, I can't believe we've been believing that. And yet, that was there in race consciousness, and it pops up in our minds sometimes. There's a race consciousness belief that sickness is, is for everybody, and we're always going to have it, and we might as well have a really big industrial uh, medical, medical world to, to respond to it which then just invites more. Not knocking medicine, believe me, I'm about to have a, a wonderful time with it this coming week. So, but the idea here is that those Sanskrit words, ritan, is one that just vibrates all through me when I use it. And what it means is the rhythm of life. And that rhythm of life is all about we as human beings drawing into us all of the good of the world, all of the good of life, and our very breath is evidence of that. We breathe in, we breathe out. We breathe in, we breathe out. Take a minute right now and just, just observe what's happening in your body. What's happening in you? Notice your breathing. It may be hard, it may be easy. Just notice it. What else is in there? What else is going on right now? Are you worrying about something? Are you breathing out that worry to the world? Or to your future? Or to the rest of your day? What are you breathing in? What are you breathing out? What is the rotation? But you know, the, the, the ancients believed that everything in life is breathing in and breathing out. It's the rhythm of life that we receive and we give and we receive and we give and it flows. It's beautiful. Ah, you know, you, it's, a, it's a beautiful language and it's, um, it's a great piece to observe in ourselves. Ritam. Well, on a day when you're feeling like things are frazzled, like I've had this morning already, do the ritam in your mind or in your voice. Ritam. And see if it changes anything. See if it brings you back on in line with that steady flow of life as it goes. Ritam. Receive, assimilate, release. That's the rhythm. Receive, assimilate, release. We do that with our air. That's, a, that's the obvious, easy to see. 
We do that with our food. We receive, we assimilate, we release. Our ideas, you receive ideas from all around us. Our ideas pop in your mind sometimes you don't know where they came from. Sometimes they're from race consciousness. Sometimes they're from the divine. Sometimes they're just from something you heard somewhere. And sometimes they may be just unique to you. You bring them in. You assimilate. You decide, do I believe that or not? Is the world round or square or flat? How do I believe about that? Bring it in, let it go. Breathe it in. Assimilation. Assimilation is deciding how much of it to keep or not, and then release. Let it go. We do that with love. Love is a total experience. It's not just one way. Love is the whole piece. We receive it. We assimilate it. And then we also share it. Or we share it, and then we receive it and assimilate it. Either way, wherever you start on that pattern, it circles back. It continues. It's also true for money. It's also true for our resources. John Wesley did talk in 1879. He's not still alive today. I did know him personally. He... Um, in that talk, he kind of established what has become the American consciousness about money and religions and churches and, and throughout this Western tradition have used the basis of that talk as what has driven our culture. He says, you should earn all you can. I like that idea. I'll keep that. You should spend all you can. Mm. Operative word is can. You should give all you can. And he did a whole development. And you know what was interesting when I was researching this, I realized that or saw this that at that time in the beginnings of Methodism, and it had just gotten started, he was frustrated and delivered this talk because they didn't have any money. And he said, the reason we don't have any money is because people don't know all three things. They, we got the spending part down. And we got the earning part down. We got to get the giving part down. So today, for what's left of this time, I want to offer a little different slant on that to keep in mind and to stay in the rhythm of the universe and yet to say and recognize that there is so much more to this story. So receiving, we got that part down. We earn it. We have it gifted to us. The amount of money I have come in and every week and every day and how I live and what I live on has some to do with what I earned, some to do with what I've already earned in the past, and some to do with the value being given back to me that I give to the universe, to the world, to the people, to those around me. Every so often, I get a surprise check from somebody from five years ago, ten years ago, whatever, that says thank you because what you said or what you did or what you treated for me for has been such a great change and a great life. It is such a joy to get to do that. Not just because the money wasn't planned, but also because it just lets me know the flow is working and it's going and it's going. So we, we, we receive, we bring it in as they talk about in the flow of life. And we assimilate. So what do you do about all that money coming in? Do you celebrate it? 
Or did you think, oh gosh, there ought to be more. There ain't enough. My check is only what? I only brought in how much? How can I live on that? What is wrong with me that I haven't been able to create more value for my? I should be a multimillionaire at how wonderful I am. Huh? I agree, and I agree with that for everybody. But you know, when we put that should on there, we've already said there's something wrong with me that I can't do it because should is about shame. We should upon ourselves when we shame ourselves. That's, by the way, the 13th or the 11th commandment. One of those down there at the bottom after the 10. It's thou shalt not should upon thyself. That's a big one. That's an important one. If we could all learn to stop that, life would be so much easier. So assimilating it. How much of this is for me? Can we, can we celebrate every time we receive whatever we receive from anywhere? What if you just celebrated every time you saw a penny on the ground and picked it up? Do you ever walk by that penny thinking, well, that's just not enough to fool with? What does that tell you? It tells you you don't value the very smallest parts. Or you could be thinking, well, I'll leave it for someone else who needs it more. But what if you found it and picked it up and turned it into something more? Because you're a creative being. One of my former practitioners figured out that if the only thing you ever did was pick up pennies, how much money would you make in a year if every five minutes you found a penny? And it was some astronomical hundreds of thousands of dollars, assuming a 40-day week and every five minutes you find a penny. So, um, and then, of course, you, you, you use it wisely. So you assimilate it, you bring it in, you use it the way that works for you. Then the release, and that's really what I wanted to get to today. The release or the spending side of this, there are two ways we do that. We release by spending and by giving. Our spending is about blessing it and gratitude. Too often we resent our spending, right? You resent how much the power company pay, requires you to pay every month. You get mad because you, 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 you just can't, it doesn't seem fair. Everything seems to be going up and getting higher and more expensive. And the more we think that way, instead of thinking that just means the more I need to receive. My teacher, Kennedy Schultz, had a great little, little uh, card he put out when he put out these little affirmation cards. And, and it, was, it was out there. I found it not long ago, actually, in a book. And it says, life is an expensive proposition. Therefore, I require, not I want, I wish I had, I need to have, but I require abundance and the great flow of money to live within that world. I'm, yes, I hear yes. Can I hear an amen? Okay. We got an amen there from the back. No, this is in the auction. Slow down. Okay. So, so the idea is that we give freely and we value what we're giving to. I mean, I sometimes am a little frustrated at paying my rent every month because I pay rent because I live in a department. But then I think about what happens when something breaks in the apartment. I don't have to do anything. I just pick up the phone and call the front and say, hey, you got to fix this. And they do. Or, or it needs 
cleaning up or repairing or the grounds need to be worked on. All these things that I get in return for the money I give them for rent. And so my rent check always has on it, God bless you, thank you. Now, we don't write checks for stuff anymore. So I was thinking about this because in the older, olden days, when we wrote checks, we always encouraged people, be sure in the, in the line that you say, thank you, God bless you, or bless the check or whatever. But it's all done electronically now, so it's a little harder to do. But you can still take the time every month to review or to look forward to what you're going to be spending. I hope you do some of that. It's called, we'll get to that in a minute. But, and, and add that blessing, that word of praise, that word of thanks. And if you don't put it on the check, maybe you send it to, your, to whoever you're sending this to. I am very grateful every time I fill up my gas tank in Georgia. I just got back from California. 6.85 a gallon out there. I am very grateful every time I fill up because it's a whole lot less money. Now, I'd be grateful if I lived there because I'd be grateful to be able to drive, drive and travel, which I was while I was there. But you understand? Does it make sense? Have I beaten it, beaten it too much? You getting it? Okay. Bless it. Celebrate in gratitude everything you're spending anything on. And I think with one of the one of the, the things to be careful about with the way we now pay our bills, and I do it, I have everything electronic, most of it set up so I don't even have to pay attention to it, and it gets done every month. But be sure, be sure. that The, the, the trick in that is sometimes you may not even know how much you're spending, or you may not know where it's going. I just discovered this week I have a subscription to Consumer Reports that I didn't know I had. I've been spending money all year on that thing. So, so yet, you know, we got to pay attention because it's important that we add the consciousness piece to it. It's just not an automatic action that our money goes out. And the same thing then is also true of, of uh, giving. Giving freely. Giving to places that we value, to causes that we value. We're giving them places where we may not even want to get anything back. Holy Moses, you mean you can just take a piece of my pie and you don't have to give me any more? You bet. Because the value I get from it is the joy of supporting something else. I support a lot of causes. I, I, I give here and I give to other places around the country because I so believe in them, especially anything to do with youth and young people. And where I see that working and developing, where I see values being taught and brought forward, I don't hesitate, man. I give there. I give here because this is a place I value. I think having this message, this style of message in this town is so important that it be continued. So this is where my tithe goes to. Now, I'm not about to launch into why you should tithe. You know that. Tithing is about, is about a process or a system for figuring out ahead of time what part of the pie everybody's going to get. What part you tithe to something that's valuable, that's spiritual for you, what part you spend, what part you receive. So all of that, all of that is just part of the, of the mix. God's not going to punish you if you don't tithe. Okay? 
But I'll tell you what will happen if you consciously give in a way that makes sense to you and that nudges you towards greater prosperity, then that will be a reward within itself. Not because God does it, but because we just live in a system that's set up that way. What we pay attention to expands. What we focus on expands and grows and goes forward in ease. Hmm. It's so important that we remain consciously aware of how the flow is going and coming and how much is here and how much isn't. And that in, I want to back up to the assimilation process because part of that assimilation is deciding how much, how valuable am I that I want to have this money in my availability? And how valuable am I that I want to own this or that property? Which is simply the right to use it. We don't really own it. We just have deeds. So it's the right to use it. And that right is, is established as long as we've, we've paid for it or are paying for it. I've always said, me and the bank own, own most of what I have. Well, that isn't true anymore. I own my car and anything else I own, I own. Because I prefer to live that way. So assimilation is deciding how valuable this is and doing what is necessary to participate in it. So your conscious awareness and your participation with it expands it just by paying attention. Now, I'm not talking about getting down in too much in the nitty-gritty, nor do you need to try to figure out how, how I can get more because I don't have enough, but to be able just to be aware of where it's going and what you're doing and making your choices and do that from a place of abundance. And throughout all of this, breathing in, breathing out, Remembering with every breath that you're participating in the universe and all that it gives us and all that we give to it and all that we give to each other because we are the universe. We are the life of God itself on the planet. So when I give to you, you give to me. We are participating in that. So we practice the rhythm, the flow, the rhythm. So I want to invite you to take a few moments to go within, to turn away from my jibber-jabber or anybody else's, that in your head. Just let all that go for a minute. Take a nice deep breath and let it go. Another breath. Recognizing that you are the facility through which life itself expresses. You are receiving life from life itself. You are assimilating it. And you're releasing it on out to other people. Aritam. And as you allow that word to just gently rotate into your, in your mind, see it, hear it, feel it, whisper it if, you, if it's better, ritam, ritam, ritam. 
and feel your place in the universe come into the rhythm and flow. in a way that perhaps it wasn't before you got here today or didn't seem so. And let your thoughts about money surface. See money operated on by the Ritam, by the rhythm of the universe. See what a wonderful tool it really is. Know with me that there is no lack, limitation anywhere of any kind. What may appear to be such is simply a, a, my failing to see God's presence, life's presence, the infinite's presence in that place. So I look deeper, bigger, broader, wider. And I open myself because I'm an expression of that divine. So I can make a difference simply by what I see and know and honor and recognize. So I recognize the great good and value that money can do for me and through me and out to the world, out to my friends, out to wherever I value and choose to channel it or send it. And so as I allow myself to live freely and fully in this divine flow, the only natural response to any of this is gratitude. Gratitude that I live in such a universe, gratitude that I have within me because of who and what I am, the power to choose, to distribute, to receive, to increase that flow from a teacup to a bucket to a culvert hose. So I receive, I assimilate, and I give. I do this with ease, with joy, with freedom. I do this with great confidence that the universe, God itself, is supporting me in every part of this desire and intention. This is my truth. Spiritual law has already started work on this and is taking it up and starting to increase my flow and my participation in the rhythm so all I need to do now is release it and let it do its work. And I do that by simply saying, and so it is. Thank you. You are wonderful, and so am I. Thank you very much. So we're going to move on and let uh, Vance come talk to you a little more about money and contributions and all the other good stuff he talks about. Mm. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Mm -hmm. That was an awesome talk. And here we are. It's our time of giving. So we're going to do our affirmation of prosperity, but I want to say something about what Bob talked about, about tithing and the automated giving. Um, 
my giving is all set up automated online on our system. But it's a baseline for me because my pay is variable. So I have to focus on that every single month and take a look at where my commissions came in and adjust that. So there's definitely a little bit of thinking there. So if you're paid like that, like me, think about that. It gives you an opportunity to concentrate on where the gift is going and giving every single month. So you can donate online at www.cslmidtown.org slash donate or click on the QR code that'll pop up in a second. And if you would, read with me our affirmation of prosperity. As I live in a universe, universe of, abundance, of abundance, as I freely, freely and, joyfully and joyfully give, give I, I join in, in the, the divine, divine flow. flow. And all that I share with life returns to me, multiplied abundantly, and so it is. And now, back to Dr. Bob for announcements. Thank you. Announcements, yes. So um, you can also drop money in the basket on the back table. We don't pass the basket anymore because COVID folks said we shouldn't do that. So we aren't doing it. But you are very welcome to drop it in the basket and... Bless it. If you don't, if you don't have money to put in there, and you don't want to, just just bless. Just put blessing in there for all of us. Just put a word of of, of growth and and goodness for this center. So we have our regular uh, Tuesday group that meets that we do uh, spiritual mind treatment and see people's lives grow and expand in that. My class just finished for Wednesday night. I will. Uh, I hadn't announced the last couple of weeks that we'd be doing another class right starting next week. That is not happening right now. I'm having some, um, I'm dancing with the medical profession. Let's put it that way next week. So I will uh, postpone until we see how that all goes and then I'll set up a class. There's not enough time between now and Christmas if I don't do it next week to complete a class. So we will do some probably standalone workshops, but I will put the word out on that as soon as, as that is clear. Also would let you know, and you may be here, you'll hear about this soon, our, your board and practitioners are, are beginning a process, are going to begin, be beginning a process of visioning for CSL Midtown. And that would be visioning regarding where we're going, what we're doing, regarding how we're doing, regarding everything about this center. Is there a better way to do what we're doing? You know, we've all talked about how everything has changed now since COVID. Is it time for us to change? Is it time for us to do things in a different way? We don't just go off the top of our heads to make those decisions. We do that from a deep place of connection and a deep place of visioning. So uh, we're, we're working on getting that scheduled and then we'll announce to the rest of you, all of you are welcome to participate in that. Uh, just watch the, the website or our newsletter to uh, find out when, because we haven't quite got that nailed down yet. Um, that's going on. I'm excited about it. Um, I don't think we have any other announcements that I know of. We do have the discussion group every Sunday at 10, which happens online. Some weeks, and actually any week, I'm here. that I'm here, I have my computer here, and we could set up in the kitchen if you want to join with the in-person and online, this is a hybrid meeting. We're finding more and more ways to connect us in person and online so that we, because during the expansion, we really gained people all over the world who are now considering themselves part of us. 
and are committed to this center. So don't want to lose. We're not losing that. We're just adding more and more of this to it as well. So looking forward to uh, having you join us and look at our vision, look at where we're, what we're about and where we're going. Um, I think that's it for announcements. And, oh, thank you. Next week, I will be um, resting. So uh, Reverend Cynthia will be here and will be speaking. She's amazing and wonderful. Those who've heard her, heard her, know that. And um, I welcome, I encourage you to be there for that. I'll be back the next week. And um, who knows after that? Life just takes on all kinds of fun things. We'll see what happens. So uh, join me, if you will, in our closing affirmation. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding. I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me. And so it is. Yes, thank you for being with us.